Good morning. Thank you for joining today's podcast. This is Dana from Financial Aid Compliance Solutions. And today's show is dedicated to student loan defaults and how it can affect your school's cohort default rate. Uh, This week, there was an interesting article posted in Forbes and it was entitled, A Massive Wave of Student Loan Defaults is Coming. Uh, It was written by Adam S. Minsky Esquire, who is a senior contributor, um, personal finance, and he's an attorney focused on helping student loan borrowers. The article um, indicated that there are increasingly urgent signs that an unprecedented wave of student loan defaults could be arriving within a matter of months. A cratering economy and an expanding pandemic are about to collide with the expiration of critical temporary student loan relief programs and the end result could be catastrophic. Here's what's going on. The economy continues to stagnate. Unemployment remains at levels unseen since the Great Depression with no signs of dramatic improvements. Last week, yet another 1.5 million Americans filed for unemployment benefits. Nearly 50 million Americans have filed for unemployment benefits over the past three months. And while this week's numbers are far lower than initial jobless claims filed in March, the economy is not showing any signs of dramatic or rapid improvement. The Federal Reserve recently indicated that it expects unemployment to remain high through the end of the year and beyond. The pandemic appears to be worsening. While the stay-home orders of March and April were successful in slowing the spread of coronavirus, those trends have now been reversed. Several states with large populations, Florida, Texas, and California, are seeing record increases in daily confirmed cases of COVID-19. Those three states contain over a quarter of the entire population of the United States and coronavirus cases are also increasing in two dozen other states as well. Hospitalizations are also increasing in many localities. It is becoming quite clear to health experts that the pandemic is far from over and we may be entering a new, even worse phase of the outbreak. Federal student loan relief under the CARES Act is due to end soon. In the wake of the pandemic and economic collapse, Congress passed the CARES Act. Although implementation of the CARES Act has been hugely problematic, the stimulus bill has provided critical relief to student loan borrowers in the form of an automatic suspension of payments and interest for all government-held federal student loans. That suspension, however, is scheduled to expire on September 30th, 2020. Less than 100 days from now, over 40 million student loan borrowers will be hit with the student loan bills by October, and many will be unable to afford their payments. Others who may be directly impacted by COVID-19 may not be able to manage the act of making a payment, even if they could afford to do so. Temporary private student loan relief expires imminently. Congress limited the student loan relief under the CARES Act to government-held federal student loans. This effectively left millions of private student loan borrowers without any relief at all. 
However, several states stepped in to negotiate voluntary relief programs with dozens of private student loan lenders and servicers. The resulting multi-state pact provided millions of private student loan borrowers with temporary relief in the form of suspended payments and a succession of negative credit reporting. That temporary relief, however, was typically limited to 90 days. Private student loan borrowers who took advantage of those relief options in March or April may have no other options when the relief imminently expires. Since private student loans are not eligible for income-driven repayment programs or long periods of hardship-based forbearance, defaulting will be an inevitable outcome for many borrowers. Bottom line, all student, all signs point to a looming catastrophe for millions of student loan borrowers. To avoid disaster, congressional action is likely required. The Democratic-controlled House of Representatives recently passed the HEROES Act, which would extend the CARES Act student loan provisions by a full year to September of 2021. But Senate Republicans have rejected this bill. A coalition of over 60 organizations have also called on Congress to extend the CARES Act for the student loan borrowers and forgive a substantial amount of student loan debt. Although Senate GOP leaders have shown no interest in such broad relief to date. Without a bar part excuse me, without a bipartisan solution, student loan borrowers will start failing into default at an ever-increasing rate. Time is running out. And there's uh, further reading available um, in AACP and 60 other groups calling Congress to cancel student debt. Um, another article entitled Biden reaffirms plan to cancel student debt, reduce racial inequality. Uh, an article entitled The CARES Act was supposed to help student loan borrowers, but for many has failed. Veterans and consumer groups heartbroken after Trump vetoes student loan relief bill and House passes HEROES Act with limits on student loan relief. What's next? Uh, all of these options um, that are available um, to um, the student loan borrowers. And again, it was the federal um, and the private loans were gonna imminently um, end. Um, the one thing that this article does not discuss is how uh, defaults are gonna affect the school's cohort default rate. And again, while this um, CARES Act ended up implementing it until uh, September 30th of 2020, um, again, with the situation with unemployment, um, folks will more than likely not be able to pay back their student loan debt. And uh, so that could ultimately affect the cohort default rate for your institution. So um, my advice is, is that um, make sure that you um, do have a handle on those students um, that did um, accept loans from your school and uh, if they are on your default list um, that you receive in from the department, um, make sure that you start contacting those students and uh, do your best to try to figure out um, what they have available um, for a repayment plan and encourage them if they cannot um, begin their repayment plan that they are going to have to uh, maybe apply for um, some sort of forbearance. And um, I'm not exactly sure at this time 
um, all the options that are available. Um, I'm in the process of researching that and we'll actually continue this subject for next week. Um, but I will also be um, posting an article on LinkedIn regarding the same um, as soon as I can complete all the research and uh, do a, a you know, good job at uh, reporting this out because this is an ongoing situation for everyone. And um, it, it's going to affect um, not only the students, but it is definitely going to affect the institutions. And uh, this is something that, as we know, with cohort default rates, um, if they get to that certain percentage, and if I remember correctly, it's uh, 45%. Uh, um, I'll have to double check that. Um, but it's either 40% or 45%. If uh, your default rate goes up um, to that level, then you can be um, put on a... Um, probationary period, but you can also be um, potentially looking at the loss of your Title IV eligibility, um, which as we know would not be a good thing because then you would not be able to offer Pell Grants nor direct loans to your students. So um, with that information, again, I highly encourage um, you um, to contact those students that may be in a situation of default status and make sure that they have a plan for repayment. If not, then um, definitely encourage them to look into the forbearance because as again, as we all know, uh, student loans do not get forgiven if uh, students file for bankruptcy um, because of the fact that this is uh, taxpayer money that has funded these loans. And with having said that, um, the other information I would also like to pass along is um, don't forget that um, there are multiple um, scholarships that have been posted uh, this week um, from scholarship360.org. And I would highly recommend that um, if you haven't checked out the latest offerings that you do so and make them available to your students. Because in this time, um, when students are looking for um, money to go to school, uh, free money is the best way to go. Then they don't have to worry about being in a default um, status. Uh, if they can actually pull it together and apply for as many scholarships as possible and uh, win those scholarships or get them uh, granted to the school. So that's a little bit of information there. Um, also, the other um, tip that I saw posted um, with regards to uh, verification um, Students on their student aid reports know whether or not they've been selected for verification. And uh, I would highly recommend that if you have a student CICER that has been received into your institution, that you um, are contacting that student sooner rather than later and encouraging them to fill out those documents um, to get the verification completed. Um, prior to them starting school so that their aid is not delayed in any manner. Um, this week, I uh, again, during my normal job of reviewing student files for cosmetology and uh, aesthetics 
in massage and nursing schools and business schools, um, there were multiple files again that I was receiving emails on um, that students were preparing to graduate and uh, there was no money received and there was a panic that the files hadn't been awarded and the students again were on the verge of graduation and if we weren't able to push those files through, drop everything for all the other institutions that we service and focus on this one particular school who, for whatever reason, maybe got overwhelmed, um, but dropped the ball on several files. We had to push all of those files through so the direct loans could be awarded because as we know, direct loans cannot be awarded to students that are not actively enrolled in the institution, meaning that if they graduate prior to the file being awarded, the loan money would not be available to be awarded. And we're talking for independent students in less than a one-year program, uh, potentially a loss of $9,500. And uh, for those that are dependent students, that would have been a loss of at least $5,500, and that would be just for a one-year program. Um, if it was for second-year students, then the money would have been prorated accordingly. Um, but still, there's there's no need for that to, um, to be happening. And uh, it's all because of a lack of not having the systems in place um, to make sure that your students um, are awarded in a timely manner. So again, I just encourage y'all that if you have students that um, are in the pool for selected for verification or C code resolution, let's get those files taken care of sooner rather than later so that you're not in a panic situation. And also, you know, your school owner um, is left holding the bag if these files do not get awarded in a timely fashion and the aid gets dropped. Um, and uh, then, you know, there's no money coming in for the school. There's no money to pay for the staff, there's no money to pay for running the school and the school is a business. So um, with that bit of advice, um, as always, if you have any questions for me directly, you can contact me through my email, which is danderson at dasfinancialaidconsultingservices.com. Also, you can check out the website at dasfinancialaidconsultingservices.com or financialaidcompliancesolutions.com. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. And uh, I just hope everybody um, is taking care, staying safe, um, and enjoying the weather. It's been uh, beautiful here um, in New England, uh, northern New England, I should say. And uh, if no one has any questions currently or anything to add to the show, um, I think we'll sign off here. And uh, I wish everybody a great day. Have a safe uh, weekend and enjoy. And we'll be back here again um, next Friday at 1130. Take care.